welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com slash connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Maria Geffers and my husband, Tom Geffers, from Career and College Counselors. And we are very excited today. We have a special guest, Howard Wolpoff, who will kind of jump into something that's a little different than what we've always talked about. He is going to actually talk about how marketing strategies can help our students get into a successful career. And uh, that's something that we've never really talked about. So thank you so much, Howard, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And um, let's just jump right in. So you're going to tell us your story. And you're going to tell us the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. And I forgot to add, he is also a podcaster, so he knows exactly how this whole thing works. He's a marketing strategist, a business coach specialist, a business retire strategist, and my favorite, he's an MBA from Fordham University. That's where Tom and I grew up. Okay, it's your turn now, Howard. Well, thank you. Uh, and I, I appreciate the introduction and, and being here on your podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a profit acceleration coach. So I work usually with small business owners who've been working for too long and too hard, have not seen all the efforts of their business and their results. But I realized fairly recently that there are some great challenges that students are having coming out of college. Um, as a little secret that when you go to college and your parents spend all this money on their education, it is to train you to be an employee, not to be a small business owner, not to be an entrepreneur. And that is where some of the challenges lie when these students come out of college and do not have the type of training that they need to, uh, to open a small business, to, to run a small business, to market a small business. And it's, it's a challenge because they have dreams, they have aspirations. And what ends up happening is they go home and those dreams and aspirations end up back in their parents' uh, basements or their childhood bedrooms, and they spin their wheels a little bit trying to get things figured out. But it's they're not. It's it's really that you're starting. They're starting off their lives and their careers uh, with a disadvantage. And uh, my goal at the moment is try to really solve that for people. Good, good. So when was that aha moment? What what really made you um, decide? Wow, this is a real need. You discovered this need and. You know, when did that happen? Was there a particular person or situation? Well, I had an aha moment with the small, small business focus a couple of years back when I was working at a uh, marketing advertising agency. We did a great job of bringing in 
prospects to the agency, but I found that a lot of small business owners didn't really have the funds to invest in a big agency concept. Uh, so some of those will cost ten dollars to $80,000 to implement, and they really don't have those type of funds. So I had a chance to pivot to work with these businesses, and it's really been uh, beneficial. But when it came to looking at the students, there were a couple of things. Um, I was just kind of looking at statistics and, and the stories about people coming out of college. Uh, and I, uh, I had developed a, a course that I use for, I really use it for small business owners who really can't afford coaching, but yet really need to be taught everything. So it's a 52 week course and uh, it gives you the backbone of small business marketing. I realized that this, this might be that answer for, uh, for students. And uh, more recently, I was, um, I was invited to be a podcast guest for a student at the University, the University of Georgia who was working on a class and needed to create this podcast for her final project. And in our conversations, she started sharing a lot about what students' challenges are when they're graduating, but also while they're in school themselves. Here during this pandemic period, a lot of people lost those part-time jobs. So they tried to figure out how do I start a business to make some money to make up for that. And a lot of people were spinning their wheels because they just could not figure out what to do, how to do it, how to get out of their own way sometimes. And it really showed that there was a need to help these young entrepreneurs and, and future small business owners to get started on their, on their career paths. You know, um, I, as a gifted teacher uh, for many years, a lot of my gifted students actually went in and I introduced them to the concept of entrepreneurship and some of the great ideas that they came up with, you know, they just were so creative. And this, I, I believe entrepreneurship is the way that most gifted students actually wind up going into because they are so uh, well-rounded, if you will, and so creative that the entrepreneurship career really is, is the way to go for them. Uh, given all of your success and achievements, what were some of your challenges when you were starting this, this whole thing going? I think for, for me and for most uh, business owners, uh, you're trying to figure out, okay, where's your audience? And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I was very pleased to be on your podcast, because now I'm, I'm going to have a chance to speak to the audience. But it's audiences are limited. And you, I, I, look, I've worked with businesses on the mom and pop size and the medium size and the big box store size. And the biggest difference from all of them is budget. If you have the budget, you can throw money at different situations and get yourself in front of a large audience. But you also need to be strategic to, to know exactly who you're, where you're spending your money so you're in front of the right ones. So for me, I've spent a lot of time trying to find the audience. Um, there's a lot of different things on um, Facebook, finding the right groups. There's a lot of things on Instagram, who you're speaking to people, but you have to get that um, algorithm working for you with the hashtags. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I've been somewhat involved in Clubhouse and trying to uh, find the right audience there. Um, and really have spoken to schools about speaking at different uh, opportunities to get in front of these business students or, or, or business-minded students who may not be in a business school program that, uh, that are trying to, to really go off on this adventure. So that's really, for me and for anyone, is it's you, once you figure out what your audience is, then you need to uh, streamline how you're going to market to them. 
So um, networking, is that important that you think this is important or do you feel that networking uh, through virtual is better than actually networking in person? What's your kind of take on that? Since Florida really came out of this whole uh, pandemic um, not being locked down as we were in Pennsylvania. Well, we had all of our networking virtual and still to this point, I know there's some groups that are opening up and, and, and going back to normal, but I, I, have some, I have some very strong opinions on networking, which is extremely important. And I think that one of the, one of the, uh, the lessons that I teach the parents right now is you need to open up your network to your, your kids to help them get started because they don't, they don't have a network. If, they, they, if they've spent time nurturing their relationships from high school and from college, there's development of a network there, but they're not in the right mind frame to really see that the network is existing. And they may not have the right con contacts that you need to get yourself started. The adults, however, do have those contacts. But when it comes to uh, in-person and virtual, which is, it's, <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time uh, in networking events and running networking events around the country, actually. And I've found it, that these were so more powerful than any in-person event I've been to. It made my, um, my own personal network more interactive than it ever had been for the last year and a half. And uh, I, my theory is that people are excited to go back to live ones because they want to see people and get and, 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 and connect and, and just feel that, that, that energy in a room. But they're gonna soon realize that the, the negative aspects of those events are going to come back right at them. They're going to find that there's more positives about being online because you actually get to speak to people and get to know who they are as opposed to trying to work a room and hopefully choosing the right people to speak to. Right. And your audience is much greater. You know, as you said, you can talk to the same people in California or even in international without leaving your home. So your market does get larger. Good, good. Exactly. Good. And uh, what's the most influential? I always ask everybody, since I am a teacher, what is the most influential book that you have read? My choices always kind of have a marketing, but also sports focus when I look at them, because I, I spent many years working in sports, first in minor league baseball, and then in facilities and, and local sports radio. The two books that I, I really like is Vec is in Rec, which is by uh, Bill Vec, the Hall of Fame owner of, uh, of multiple baseball teams, who's the one that if you ever gone to a baseball game and seen a promotional event, he's the one that planted the ivy on the outfield wall to give it that presence. So he really was so ahead of the time and his, his fellow owners couldn't stand him because his, his outlook was very different than theirs. And that became a different issue. But he, this, it was those creativity. How do you bring people in? How do you make them think? He'd rather give a thousand pounds of popcorn to one person as opposed to one pound to a thousand people just to see what would happen. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it, it really became so a lot of the fun for him. And then people, obviously, some people would, would figure out how to get it home and other people would share it with the, the, the section they were in. Uh, the, the other book is a, a guy named John Spalestra, who's also involved in, in ticket sales and sports, uh, selling ice to the Eskimos. Oh. How, do you, how do you market? And he was focusing on a, a, uh, a very bad basketball team at the time. He's working for the New Jersey Nets. And how do you sell terrible basketball to a, uh, to a marketplace that you need to um, 
fill seats and sell dollars and, and sell tickets and, and sponsorships. And he figured out the best way to do it was to sell the other stars coming into the, uh, to the arena. And, uh, <laughs> but it's a whole different concept on ticket sales and, and, and creating revenue opportunities when some may not seem to be there. Thank you. Well, obviously, uh, you studied a lot and you depend a lot on marketing in, in your business in the past. How did you come to the conclusion, you know, that uh, using marketing strategies would help students uh, become successful specifically? Everything boils down to marketing and more, more specifically sales with any business. Businesses don't function unless you're selling to someone to become a, uh, to become a client. Um, not many students actually learn these skills coming out of college. And this is, it's more than I saw that there was an, a void uh, and, a, and a challenge that there are few programs that, that schools that do have these programs, but they're very few and far between. And now you have a, a, a large contingency of people trying to come into the workforce who um, have a passion. And sometimes when you have a passion for something, it doesn't make you the best employee. Mm -hmm. um, so that's challenging for the, the workforce in general, but it's also trying to, how do you nurture that passion and give them the skills to go out and, and shine and really uh, make a difference in the world? So um, that's, uh, again, the, also that's entrepreneurship. You, 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 you try to find a product that people want and then you find a location that people need it. And then the two together hopefully makes for a very successful business. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, really help them become successful business people, but it's also, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching what I'm, uh, what, what I'm teaching, I guess, and, uh, and, and, and having those same focuses that I want them to go out there and, uh, and, and accomplish. Just for, if I could just interrupt, one of the best programs, as I said, I was a teacher, one of the best programs I can uh, tell parents to really push in their schools is the junior achievement programs. They are phenomenal and they actually do start as little, as young as second and third grade to start, yeah. you know, moving towards that entrepreneurship. So that was my FYI to all our parents who are listening. Do you, do you have a have an idea what the biggest mistake is that uh, students make in, in college? Like the, the, the single biggest thing that, you know, is the, is the worst thing to do for them to, uh, you know, not ensure their success? Um, first thought that comes to mind is, is um, either, well, you can look at it too, is either scheduling those eight o'clock classes or sleeping through them and not showing up to them. <laughs> um, I think that there really is a, uh, an importance of, of learning that um, level of responsibility while you're in college as well. So you want to make sure you do that. But it's also, I'm learning now that I have two nieces in college and they're really pressing, these, these schools are pressing for people to pick their majors early, right. like during their freshman year and then really get started during that second semester or, or into that, that third semester, first semester, second year of taking cl core classes which may help in the process of getting them out of the way. And it could be a scheduling reason to do that, but you may not know. I didn't figure out what I really wanted to do until going into my second semester, senior year of college. I was a political science major, but I was doing a lot of things on campus that focused on marketing and events 
And I finally said, I remember, I remember exactly where I was and, and the group I was speaking to, maybe not specifics, but I said, I really should change my, my, my major to, to communications, which it was at the time, but I didn't want to spend more time in college. I figured I'll just get a degree and everything will work out once I graduate, which was not the case whatsoever. Um, but I didn't know. And, and you pressed me for uh, an answer uh, in my freshman year. It was, I, it was, I probably would have been political science because I thought I wanted to be an attorney at the time. But by the time I was at the end, it was, it was the wrong path. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you know, we talk about this all the time with our families <clears throat> about picking the right major because uh, when, when kids run out of money or families run out of money, it's usually because they switched the major. And they have to go back and redo, you know, 12 or 15 credits in, in their new major. They tend to run out of money and they don't graduate at all. You know, and the statistic is only about 48% of college uh, freshmen will actually graduate, you know, uh, when all is said and done. So it's a very sad story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of what you just said with, you know, picking the wrong major. And as far as picking uh, an eight o'clock class, <laughs> One of my biggest mistakes was was scheduling tennis at eight o'clock in the morning, and, and I dropped that after one week because you know that, that was not going to happen. But I'm sure it happens in a lot more important subjects than, than tennis. But uh, you know, colleges tend to inflate you know their numbers to to get them high in the list of being the number one college. Sure, and, and we and we we know who they are. We we talk about them occasionally. And a lot of that is, has to do with their uh, career placement services. And they tend to build those up uh, to be much stronger than they are. Usually, you know, 90% of our students who graduate and go right into a great career. And, and that is just not true. When we speak to people in, you know, who work in the colleges and who are close to that, that, that problem. So do you, do you think or do you find the, uh, students kind of depending on these college placements as they're going through and, and not worrying about getting a job when they, you know, when they finally, you know, graduate? Well, you're in the mindset that that's what's going to work for you. You're going to school and they're going to help you get a job. And these, these career centers, um, some of them have been there for a very long time and really don't know what's going on within the world. And some of them have been there for a short period of time and don't know how it really works within the, the college system. But it's, it's, there's a lot of lessons I learned about resumes that I only learned in the last two years that um, hopefully that they're teaching the, their, uh, their students because that's really what it's all about. It's about can you, can you outsmart the algorithm because having a resume is great, but they're going to make you retype everything onto a uh, online application for a job and are you using the right keywords to, uh, to get the highest scores so they'd actually look at your resume. Because right. I'd say at least 50% of the time, the best candidate does not get hired because they didn't spend the time re-entering the right way their resume into the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the system because it, it takes a lot of time and it's, uh, it's a challenge. And, and the people on the human resources end aren't spending the time really looking for the best candidate. They want the easiest way to, to hire somebody and mm-hmm. then maybe pick the best one out of those people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't realize that uh, they were using keywords in resumes. That is like yes, they are very scary. <laughs> very scary. <laughs> well, you know, we've gotten into a little bit of trouble on on social media in the last year or so. Uh, talking about essential jobs. You know, we didn't invent the word, 
But remember, you know, if your job is not essential, you know, don't go to work unless you're a cop, fireman, doctor, whatever, first responder. And, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, is your job uh, not essential? And we got a lot of pushback, <laughs> pushback, blowback on that. Every job is essential. Of course it is. But, you know, we, we didn't invent that word. But, you know, it's very, very tough, you know, market right now. I'm sure, right. you know, I don't have to tell you that, you know, people are confused. You know, what direction should I go in? You know, will I get laid off if this happens again? <clears throat> you know, what is essential, you know, in, in the world to, today? So, uh, you know, kids coming out of college, do you have like any advice or uh, what you see on the horizon, which is, a, you know, uh, a safe way to go in, in being an entrepreneur? It's a tough question. I know it's, it's, it's a tough question because it's, you don't know what's going to happen because I think that it personally, I think things are moving a little too fast. And um, I'm hoping that's the numbers that they're talking about on the news. So just stay, keep going low and know that there's no other spike because you have uh, access to people that you didn't have access to before. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it, I'll leave it there. Um, but entrepreneurs need to be trained on, on what to do. You can't just go out there and say, I have a great idea and let me just put up a website and everyone's going to come because they're not. And if you do figure out if they're going to come, are they going to stay long enough on your website to make a difference? Um, people are on a journey when they're online. They're not always searching for, they're, they're searching for a concept. I need, I need a plumber. So I have, a, I have a, a leaky faucet or I have to redo my pipes any reason. And they're going to start looking at websites that speak to them. And those are the people they're going to try to follow up with um, because there's just two concepts really going on in their head. It's a problem they have they don't want and a result they want they don't have. And if, they can, if an entrepreneur can figure out how to speak to that concept in people's minds and start a conversation on a website, then people may stay and then you need to develop a relationship with them so that you, they're not just an invisible person. You want to figure out how to get contact information just to, uh, to start the process of communicating with them. And that's not, for some people, they can say, oh yeah, of course, that's how I easily put this together. And most people are like, how do I do that? And, and, and where do I start? Because there are multiple pieces that are, that are into that with autoresponders and web designers and, and, and social media to drive the traffic. So while people coming out of college might have a better understanding of the social media than people my uh, generation, uh, doesn't mean that they're gonna be able to actually push the traffic that they want and get it going the right way. So again, the, my goal right now is to take this course that I have to teach these entrepreneurs and small business owners, or future small business owners, what to do, how to do, how to launch, how to develop the backbone of marketing and enable themselves that they have the idea of what they need to get started and, and get them going. Mm -hmm. okay. And they can take this at any time, right? I mean, you're open to say, for instance, a student who wants to learn more, they can take it uh, in their uh, second year of college or their third year. They don't necessarily have to be uh, graduate already. They can take it while they're in college. They could take it after they graduated. They could take it after spending two years in their parents' basement. Um, they can take, and I, and I really have it for, for business owners who've been in business for a few years, who really now really need to, to to catch up to the marketing that they have not really been implementing the right way and uh, or solopreneurs who are really trying to do it all on their own. This is, it's a 52 week course in the backbone of small business marketing. 
and it's emailed out every every week. Here's a here's a new assignment on video on audio. There's there's live calls they can get involved with as well over the course of the week, and 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 there's different segments that you're building over the course of time. So by the end of the year, you really are a small business marketing expert. So you teach them a new language. Well, that's basically what you're teaching them, the language of entrepreneurship. I, I love that. I think that's so Absolutely. important. Yeah, good. Is there any uh, advice uh, or any question that or topic that we haven't covered that you would like us to uh, talk about quickly? Not really a topic, but just the concept of the ideas are good. And, and coming up with something new is, is exciting as well. Um, coming up with something old that you want to do is exciting, but just make sure that you're not the fifth person in, in the, uh, I'm going to go uh, spend money on a, uh, on a brick and mortar or a space, but there's six other people who do it in, the, in this zone. Now you're fighting uphill the whole time. Right. You really, everything needs to be strategic and you need to do your research before you do anything, whether it's picking a location or picking what you're going to do or picking the name that you're going to do it under because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that small business owners skip along the way and it could come to to haunt them later on great um how would our our listeners get in touch with you um and uh your podcast where could they find that podcast uh my podcast uh, thankfully, it is located in a number of different places. You do a search for small business marketing then and now. That's ampersand and. Um, and I, I talk with small business owners and talk about their journey of how they launched their business, how they marketed over the course of time, and what kind of pivots they may have done during this COVID time. Um, if, you, if you're looking for more information on my, uh, my course, it's collegedidn'tteachyou.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very and, good. Uh, and, and, and my website is uh, profitmasterbusinesssolutions.com. Great, great. And do you have any more questions, Tom? No, we could talk about a whole bunch of things, yeah. but uh, we're, we're approaching the 30-minute that we like to keep it. And uh, we, we appreciate uh, all of your advice and, and good advice. Yeah. And uh, we're glad that we had this opportunity and maybe we can do it again. Right. Um, Absolutely. In, in the near future. And I love connecting with entrepreneurs, you know, and making that connection to career and education because that is something that we need to, uh, you know, really develop in our students to know what's going on in business. Even if you become a doctor, you still need to know your business because, you know, that's what this is about. All, all the records and everything else that have to be taught. So, uh, you know, this is a very vital uh, piece of information. And I'm so glad you brought up the, uh, the problem of uh, students taking the wrong major and how quickly that catches up to them yeah. and it becomes a problem. Absolutely. It becomes a real big problem. And it's the number one thing that we try to solve uh, right off the bat with uh, our families. Now, I was fortunate because I, I, when I finally started to get my path, I started to do a lot of volunteer work. And that kind of compensated for what I didn't do in, in, in communications. I did a lot of uh, special events and had chance to do a number of different things on the side. I was a paralegal and I was trying to get a job in, in marketing. I, I eventually was able to get a job at a, at that point, a unknown uh, sports complex that was being built in New York, which ends up turning into Chelsea Piers and oh, being involved okay. in the construction process and helping to, to set up all the, uh, the businesses there. It really had a, an amazing uh, five-year experience uh, during the uh, the construction and, and launching of, of those venues. Great, yeah. great. 
Well, thank you again, Howard. We really appreciate it. And uh, for Tom and myself, thank you very much. And also for our listeners, thank you very much for being a part of our show. And uh, hopefully you picked up a couple of uh, pearls of wisdom. I know I did. (laughs) All right. Till the next time we meet. Thank you. Bye-bye. So long.